Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson, CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services, and my passion is creating success in people by sharing my experiences in real estate, entrepreneurship, and community involvement. My partner, Heather Wombrode, and I will be hearing from expert leaders in these spaces and giving you practical advice to help you accelerate your business. So pull up a seat because we are about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Well, Heather, I can't believe it, but we are already wrapping up season three of the Moving Up podcast. I cannot believe it either. And I think in this last season, we've probably seen more change, uncertainty, and hurry up and wait in this past quarter, really in the past half of this year, which has gone, you know, our season was August through December, but we've really been feeling this since May, late May, June. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing that has always held true for real estate is that everything continues to change. Absolutely. There is absolutely nothing static in real estate. Right. It moves. It moves quickly. Before Heather and I started recording, we were talking about this time last year, just how vastly different it was this time last year, just even this time six months ago. Yeah. I went back and listened to our season wrap up, which I think aired on December 7th of 2021. And just the conversations that we were having about pricing, just totally different conversation than we're having now. Yeah, that's right. And when we started the season, we were really excited to see what was going to happen through the remaining third quarter and fourth quarter of 22. And now we have. So we're going to sort of wrap it up today and talk about things we've seen in the most recent past, where we are today, and what the next year looks like, and some little teasers about what season four may hold too. Yeah, yeah. So a few topics, I, if this is cool with you, Heather, for us to cover, is talk about our top three podcast episodes in Q3. We had a lot of good ones. Yeah, I've got mine. Yay! Do a <laughs> recap of what happened from August to November. How to prep your buyer and seller today. What is a recession, really, when people throw out that word? So I want to talk about that. What do we think 2023 looks like? And as I just said, what some great episodes to expect in 2023? And what should you be doing now? Mm-hmm. So Heather, I'm going to start with you. What were your top three podcasts okay, in so, this past season? Yeah, I really had to look at the list and think about it for a minute because I had a lot that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed all of them. Yeah. I thought they were all really good. So, But the three that kind of stuck with me, and they're all for personal reasons, right? Yeah. Okay, so episode 46, Kelly Butler, Treat Your Business Like a Business. Mm-hmm. I just loved everything that she said, and it just spoke to like my little marketing heart. I just felt like she was spot on, and that is an episode that's worthy of listening two and three times and Mm -hmm. taking notes. It's just that good. Yeah. In my opinion. And then episode 50, The Enneagram Coach. Oh, yeah. Deborah. That was awesome. You know, I thought I knew the Enneagram and kind of how I looked at it and how I interpreted it daily for myself, Uh she flipped it on its head for me. Yeah. And how I, you know, should look at it in the way of that is kind of my default and how can I push beyond? Mm -hmm. So I have listened to that episode twice and looked back at my Enneagram and if it's really changed kind of my thought process on it. So super helpful. And then my last favorite, because you only gave me three to pick. So... (laughs) Is episode 51, Divorce in Real Estate with Sean Martin. Again, very personal to me, but, you know, just the things that he says, the advice that he gave. And again, just it came full circle for me having, 
you know, you, Christy and Sean, who were so pivotal in my life during that time. I think, you know, anyone who's going through a situation like that, find your people and listen to them. And I hope this that episode inspires others if they're going through something difficult to find your people, listen to them and just get out of your own head for a minute yeah. and let them help you make some good decisions. Right, right. That's yeah. awesome. So those are my favorites. That's great. Mine were different. I love that we <laughs> yeah. chose different ones and we didn't even practice this. We, yeah. I mean, we literally just sat down to... We showed up with sh- our we own showed list. Up with our list. <laughs> so mine, were, and I didn't put episode numbers by mine, but and you may have them memorized. So Heather's really the brains behind all this. She keeps up with all the technology, the smart stuff. I just come in and chat. But I think Kendra Cook on her coaching systems was really good. I'm yeah. just like Kelly Butler's episode. I'm just such a firm believer in systems and keeping you straight and mm-hmm. on track to have a successful yeah. business. It's episode 48. Episode 48 awesome. with Kendra on coaching systems. David Hart, who is with us from ATA CPAs on real estate taxes and getting your taxes ready. I had some awesome takeaways mm-hmm. from that. Episode 52. That one was really good. That was good. 52. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he just, you know, especially on the mileage and really keeping up with and some apps and different good takeaways there. And then lastly, because I am an economist nerd deep down in my heart, (laughs) Laurel Grafe with the Fed, she's just so empowering. And it's so fun to see someone that smart with that much brain power be able to, you know, really unpack it in a way that where we can understand what's going on. And she was just a joy as well. All of our guests. Yes. Our joys and all the information I think we bring is really cool Mm -hmm. and informative. And what's fun is we get to record this. And we're way into it. And then you go on with life and then the episode drops and you're like, oh my God, I forgot all about this. This is even better the second time around. Yes. So all these are good. Well, while we're right here on podcast, let's, I'm going to jump ahead. Let's talk about what to expect in 2023 in our season, in our fourth season. Right. Right. So we met a while ago and we've kind of been putting the season together and planning and talking to some folks and getting feedback. And I'll just mention three. Yeah, perfect. That kind of we have in the queue for the beginning of the year. So one is another Nashville broker. So we had Richard Courtney on, mm-hmm. which was amazing. So this broker, I say, was is personality-wise a little different than Richard. Super creative, super fun. And I'm just excited to have them on the podcast for them to share their experiences and kind of how they do things. Yep in this market. So I think everyone's going to enjoy that episode. We're going to welcome another Wilson Group agent back to the podcast. We've had several agents on in the past. And we, you know, talked to this agent because she has weathered several real estate storms, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. She's made it through the recession and she is still thriving today. And Christy, what is your favorite saying about cream? Oh, the cream always <laughs> rises to the top. <laughs> That's right. So when Christy mentioned that to me, this agent came to mind. And so I thought this would be perfect for her to come on and share. Yeah. So, And then systems. I know we've talked about systems before, but now more than ever, having systems in place and really taking a look at what that looks like for you. We're going to do that. Yep. So, And it all it, that all boils down to treating your business like a business. Yes. You know? Yeah. Well, good. So I'm excited about season four. We're going to start recording that very soon. And let's finish up wrapping on season three. Things, I think, change more dramatically than we than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, absolutely. But I, like every mid-September, I anticipate that surge of the market to rebound after the summer doldrums of Nashville. And this year, I felt like we just had a little, right instead of a boom, and 
it was a very small, it wasn't even a surge. It was just like a little lapping wave. You know, when you're at the beach and the ocean's more like a lake that day instead of the ocean, you're like, oh, I can't do anything in that water. Way to describe it. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I feel like. We're like lake water in the ocean right now. And that is because interest rates went over 7%. Luckily, they drifted back down a little bit, not much, but hopefully that is very temporary. The days on market increased, which I personally think is a good thing. Mm because it gives buyers now really that opportunity to think for a minute and not have to write crazy offers that don't make sense. Right. For instance, waiving the inspections and all that. And we saw seller concessions come into play for the first time in several years. Many years, right. Yeah. And, you know, that's all this to me just screams normal real estate. But for those agents who are listening, who've only been in it for the past two to three years, they don't know what normal. I mean, and I throw that word normal out like it's, there's a normal market. There's never normal market. Right. If you're in real estate, you really have to be adaptable and resilient and figure it out as you go. Mm -hmm. You know, we're always sort of drinking from a fire hydrant trying to figure it out as we go. And so now we're just prepping our buyers and sellers in different ways. I think if I have a good takeaway from the third and fourth quarter, it's first of all, educating our buyers and sellers on what a difference the interest rate makes. Yeah. And we've talked about that in several of our shows, but literally on a $500,000 mortgage, the difference in your monthly payment now is $1,000 from where it was in March. And if you are a employee making the same amount of money as you did in March as you did today, your buying power just dropped dramatically. Right. So learning to educate our buyers on you can still buy, but we want to talk about how to negotiate seller concessions and then also talk to our sellers about seller concessions and what a rate buy down is and what closing costs being thrown in the mix and points and all that stuff are. Have you had to do that with some of your clients? It has been offered. I've seen it in marketing, which I thought was great. Mm -hmm. I've seen other agents who've had listings explain it in their marketing Mm -hmm. newsletters that go out and even in the listings. And they've done a really good job of explaining it to maybe some buyer's agents who don't really understand what that means. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're, like you said, newer in the market. So I've seen it frequently. And then I've also worked with some lenders who have done some really cool things on explaining this to buyers. Mm -hmm. I've had some buyers and we've been able to kind of get on a shared screen with a lender and they've been able to kind of break it down into columns Mm -hmm. as to, you know, if the seller will pay this much towards a buy down. This is what it's going to bring it down to. So I think everyone is getting very creative and talking about the cream rises to the top. Those that communicate well are creative and can market well with kind of that new way. Right. Or not really new way, but we're seeing it come back around. A creative Um, way. A creative way. Yeah, that's working. Yep. Taking advantage of what's out there, what Mm -hmm. options for your buyers, what lending tools can be used. and. Also understanding or explaining to your sellers that a price reduction isn't necessarily what the buyer needs. Yeah. Because your price reduction isn't really affecting a $10,000 price reduction doesn't affect the mortgage payment that much. I've seen people explain that. Yeah. And so you really have to get into the weeds with your client, with your seller to explain to them, look, if we can offer these buy downs in the form of closing costs, points, et cetera. That is going to be more advantageous to that buyer. And it's incumbent on the buyer's agents too to understand that. And, you know, and sometimes you may get both. Who knows? Yeah. You know, which brings us to the other 
set of the equation, people think that the market is going to hell in a handbasket. And it's not really. It has shifted so dramatically and so quickly. That's been like a, you know, the needle scratching yeah. the record. Yeah. But the inventory out there just last week, we had three of our agents be involved in multiple offer situations, whether they were the listing agent or the buyer's agent. And where we've gone back to old school real estate is 20% of the listings are selling in multiple offers. And those are the listings that are right for their condition, you know, you, and location. You know, pricing is everything. Condition is everything. You can't change location. But when those two are in balance, it creates a multiple offer situation. Yeah. Especially the condition. Right now, it's not the sight unseen purchases. It's people weighing out, oh my gosh, if I have to put money and time into this home, it's worth so much more less to me than if something is ready to go. Because now I've got to come up with cash to do that. So I better get a heck of a screaming deal on this house. So educate your sellers on what they need to do to have their house be the prettiest girl at the dance. That's right. Be asked to dance. (laughs) Right, right. And I get that can be difficult because, you know, some sellers who aren't in tune with the market, they may not realize that that's where we are. Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create, and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often, the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 1761767. I don't mean to toot the horn of the Wilson Group, but I am. And we teach our agents on this all the time, how to have those conversations with the sellers on why condition is critical in this type of market. With inventory numbers rising, and they're still not where we need them to be, but 20% of that inventory is flying off the shelf. 80% is sitting. If you're sitting, it's because you're too high for your condition, you know, or your location. You know, the homes that are now sitting overlooking the interstate aren't selling quite as quickly, if at all. I mean, there's just a lot of factors that didn't come into play this past few years that now really come into play. All right. So now, anything you want to add to that over what we've seen? This. No, I, I agree with everything you've said. I think the conversation communication piece and really talking to your sellers so that they can be a part of that 20% mm-hmm. that's moving. Yeah. And even multiple offer, right? I mean, what a victory. Yeah. To be in a multiple offer situation if you're the seller. If you're the seller. <laughs> right, you're the right. Seller. If you're the seller. <laughs> and don't set unrealistic expectations for the seller. I yeah. mean, I was surprised this past week when I heard these were multiple offer scenarios. A couple were cash of our clients and one was a loan. But still, it does happen. Yeah. And that's not to say <laughs> that there's other listings that we're not scratching our heads on thinking, man, we did all this and it's not flying off the shelf. So yeah, it's just weird out there. But better to be prepared than rolling the dice and seeing what's happened or seeing what happens. Now, the next thing I want to talk about in our recap is what is a recession really? You know, everyone throws that word out. Oh, it's a recession. It's a recession. Yeah. So we talked about before that a recession does not equate to a market crash, a real estate crash. Correct. Where a lot of people, that's just in the back of their mind that it's going to crash. And I've heard that word crash once. I've heard it a hundred times this past quarter. I'm going, 
crash is not in our future, I don't think. I don't have a crystal ball, but nothing is telling me that's going to happen. And when you go to old Mr. Webster, says that a recession is, a, and most of us know this, is a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced, generally identified by a fall in GDP in two consecutive or two successive quarters. The GDP has not declined, granted, it has only increased ever so slightly. So here in the past few months, our GDP has actually gone up. So those factors from recession fly out the window. However, and I'm going to sort of read this because this was me doing research yeah. on recessions. So these are some recession talking points, and this comes from the National Bureau of Economic Research. The last recession occurred, no one really talks about this, between February 2020 and April 2020. So in that time when COVID hit and everyone's like, and everybody went yeah. home and you look at the economic indicator. I mean, we spiked downwards and then we came up out in a V. So it was a V-shaped rebound. So that was a very, very short recession. And most recessions last for about only 10 months. So even though we're not in a recession now, are we going towards one? It seems like everyone's pushing us to go to one, everyone being the Fed, the way the media talks about it. But there's so much talk about it. I wasn't sure or not before we started the research. I, know, right. I was like, Christy, I don't know. I feel like the news, you know, one day you hear we are. Yeah. And the next day it's like, it's any day. So. I know, but the employment numbers are so strong. True. And people are tightening their belts a little bit just because of, well, what is going on? And inflation is an issue. I mean, so all these things make you say, are we? But GDP has not, yeah. as per our recording right now, from what I researched up to late November, mid-November, right, whatever we right. are right But now. people are spending money. I mm -hmm. mean, gosh, they crashed Ticketmaster trying to sell Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, my God. Is so, you crazy? know, it's just people are still spending money yeah. on things such as luxury items like a concert. Right. Yeah. Well, and did you know, Heather, that if we look at that as the last recession, February 2020 to April 2020, and that was only a recession because of COVID. Let's call a spade sure. on that. It was a nothing anybody could help type thing on the economic front. But before that, the economy last contracted between December 2007 and June 2009, which of course was the Great Recession. I'm mm -hmm. using my fake, yeah. my, my air <laughs> apprentices there. While, and it's funny, it says, while that recession wasn't as severe as the COVID recession, it lasted longer. I would argue that point. The COVID recession was short, brief, and everybody was home. Right. No one was going out to dinner. No one was buying cars. No one they were buying stuff on Amazon. They were buying toilet yeah. paper for the love of God, but yeah. <laughs> they, you know, weren't out buying those other type items. And then in May, they started buying houses like nobody's business. It's true. Because they could live anywhere. The expansion between the Great Recession and the COVID recession, that 13 years between, well, I guess it'd be 2009, so 11 years, is the longest business expansion in U.S. history going back to 1854. I thought that was fascinating. It that is. was the longest time of an expansion. So if a recession comes about, so I don't know if you knew in 2001, there was a recession. I was selling real estate in 2001. This was after the World Trade Center bombings and the dot-com bubble bursting and all that. Did not affect Nashville one bit. At least it didn't affect my business one bit. Yeah. That was before social media. That was before you were on Google all the time. And I just kept working. I just kept working right through it. Yeah. Never knew. In fact, it was probably in 2009 when somebody told me there was a recession in 2001. I'm like, really? Yeah. Where was I? <laughs> oh, 
I was working. Yes, you that's know, right. <laughs> like, I was too busy. I was too busy to get caught up in anything. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just not worried about what's coming down the pike. And honestly, this past month or right now what we're in, I'm just sort of enjoying this little bit of a reprieve. Lenders, appraisers, everyone I've talked to said, man, we're really tired after the last two and a half years. This is okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you want to hit on on what is a recession? No, I think you've covered it all. And I would like to go back to the times of 2001 to where you just weren't aware. Yeah. That would be really nice. I've even turned all the alerts off my phone. Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't have alerts. I just don't even want to know. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't have alerts on my phone. That would have been really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alerts are kind of goofy. I mean, yeah. it's talk about distraction management. If you want to manage your distractions, turn the alerts off. Yeah. Get your stuff done. Put do not disturb on your phone, whatever it takes. But stay off social media. Do you have do not disturb on your phone right now? I do, but I have 43 text messages. So I wonder what's going on. Oh, group text. Oh, lovely. Yes. Yeah, I know. Whenever I get out of something and there's like, yeah, 30, 40 missed texts, you're like, group text. How do I get off this group text? Yeah. Why does it have to alert everyone that she has left the group? That's right. It <laughs> Can does. I just do this? And it feels so discreetly. rude. So I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. So. Anyway, we digress. Have you ever been blocked on Facebook? Have I been blocked? I guess I wouldn't know if I have been. Maybe. You do. You go to that person's page and it says, asks if you want to be a friend. You're like, oh, I think we're already friends. Oh, I'm no longer that person's friend. Oh, interesting. I know. I know. A guy I used to date did that to me. I'm like, I thought we were friends. I thought we were on good terms. And I recently learned that I got blocked. I was like, okay. Because he couldn't handle your awesomeness, Christy. Yeah. It was way too intimidating. Yeah, sure. That's exactly what went through my brain. Yeah. Anyways, what to expect for 2023 except being blocked by ex-boyfriends on Facebook. (laughs) All right. We've talked about this on the show, I think, before, that I don't anticipate much appreciation in housing prices. That concurs with everything I've read. I've seen like 1% for my area. I was like, okay, yeah, there we go. Because we've had so much in the last two years that I'm good with that. And we called it, and again, I get confused if this is something we talked about on the show or something I was going to talk on, but that what we call the front-loaded appreciation of the past yes. few years. Mm-hmm. It's just we've already gotten all of our appreciation in there. So if yeah. you're buying now, you know, it's just you're going to enjoy someone else's appreciation. You're going yeah. to need to wait a while. Yeah. But also what we talk about is real estate's for the long haul. It is. And real estate is for shelter for you and your family. And like we talked about a minute ago, I we don't anticipate a crash. But man, if we've heard it once, we've heard a thousand times from buyers, well, I'm waiting for a crash. It's like, well, buddy, it's not happening. You might want to go to... Las Vegas or someplace where markets do crash, but I just don't see it happening. I mean, heck, you just saw yesterday that new LG chemical plant in Clarksville is hiring 860, will create 860 new jobs. I read that. And, you know, all these other jobs that keep coming, just the employment here is strong. Now, the affordable housing piece is a problem. That's problematic. But the overall jobs that are coming here and the diversity in our economy, I don't anticipate a crash. And sellers, for the most part, I think what we'll expect in 2023 are a little nervous because, you know, we need to find out what their why is and prep them that their house will be on the market for longer than a day or a week. And that we've gone back to old school, 30 days, 60 days, maybe even 90 days on the market. And if you're a realtor out there, communicate with your seller on what's going on. If there's no showings on that listing, communicate all the work you're still doing yeah. so that they know that you haven't gone MIA. Right. You know, and that you're, A, guess what? You're still in the business. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make them have to call you. Always make sure you call them first. And agents, we just talked about it. 
you've got to be resilient. You got to get out there and work. You need to be logging in those eight, nine hour days of systems, of shaking trees, of being very, very intentional in your business if you want to have a successful business. So that's what I'm expecting for 2023. So what should you be doing now? Funny you should ask. We've got (laughs) answers for that. Utilize your systems, get coached. Yeah. Follow your business plan, stick to it. So on your business plan, we had a, I think it was season one, we talked about business plans, but write out your business plan. Yeah. What do you want to accomplish in 2023? How much money do you want to make? Right. Think of your plan and work backwards. You know, in real estate, don't just wing it. Like I'm going to make a sale here, a sale there. Yeah. Or I want to have a closing every month. Okay. Is that a $5,000 commission? Is that a $50,000 commission? How much income do you want to generate for yourself and your family in 2023? Create that blueprint now. I know I've already created my spreadsheet that I use. It's a sales tracker. Mm -hmm. And so I do one for every year. Mm -hmm. And I've already created mine for 2023. I've kind of moved over some warm leads to that sales tracker. Mm -hmm. And then I've gone through my database. Mm -hmm. It's a laborious task that I'll be honest, the last two years I've added people to, but I've not really gone through it. Yeah. To just see, do they still live there? Oh, wait a minute. Okay. I think they moved out of state. Just making updates, kind of combing through it, reorganized it. You know, and I used to be of the thought, oh my gosh, I need 600 people. Mm -hmm. I can't keep up with 600 people. So, you know, kind of going through that and being thoughtful. Yep. About it. Yep. Good. Do you have a top 10 or a top 25 list of your top card carrying fan? I do. Do you do something special, different for them than for your entire database? Um, so I say there's probably more touches with mm-hmm. them, maybe some personalized touches and some deliveries mm-hmm. where I'll actually show up yeah. and deliver something. I yeah. can't do that for everyone. Sure. But for those, you know, top 20, mm-hmm. I do. I make a point to, to do that. Good. Good, yeah. good, good. I just had some gingerbread boxes delivered to make gingerbread houses yesterday. And usually this time of year, I'm so busy. So there's no way I can deliver them. So my assistant delivered for me. And then last night I was like, man, what a missed opportunity. This is actually a slower week. I could have made those deliveries myself and chatted with my folks and all that stuff. So I would say in 2023, don't miss opportunities. Right. You know, really as many personal touches as you can make create those opportunities for yourself because they're going to be more important now than ever. Yeah. I think. And I would say in 2023, don't panic. You know, listen to the Moving Up podcast regularly because we always offer some great tips for you guys out there. And if we do go into recession, we'll be out of it before you know it. You know, things will turn around. And if anything, I hope the past few years have been a learning experience for you to save money. When things are good, you always need to make sure you have your emergency fund in place, not only for your personal life, you know, six months of living expenses, but your business life. Just because your income may slow, you still have to get out there and market and do stuff and be plugged in. And a lot of times that causes money, costs money. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to just be prepared, you know, be prepared. And we talked about this already, but don't listen to that noise. Stay focused on your business. And the noise is just, it is what it is. It's just noise. It is. It is. So keep working. Just like you said in 2021, you said, what recession? I was too busy working. Yeah. 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 And I feel like it'll be the same way in 2023 or 24, whenever this thing comes. If it comes, we may just blow right through it in Nashville. You know, if anything, people are just, just working, you know, our economy. You know, one thing I love about Nashville, though, is our entrepreneur community. We had Jane Allen on in season one, who is the CEO of the 
Entrepreneur Center of Nashville. Of Nashville. And she is so fascinating. And the entrepreneur spirit here, the small business here is just incredible. It so is. just kudos to everyone who's out there getting after it, going after their own thing, always in awe of people doing that. So, all right, Heather, anything else to add? That's all I've got. All right, guys. I'm excited to wrap this season up, but even more excited about season four. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this season three. We look forward to doing it again and enjoy your holiday season. And I hope everyone has a wonderful new year. You take care. We'll see you soon. Recognized as a nationally ranked top 150 accounting firm, Alexander Thompson Arnold CPAs serves Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Mississippi by providing accounting, tax, and consulting services for clients ranging from small to medium-sized businesses. ATA offers several services other than traditional accounting to the Nashville area, such as technology solutions, litigation support, business valuations, marketing strategies, HR consulting, retirement plans, and third-party administration. Contact ATA partner David Hart by calling 615-662-2727 or visit them online at atacpa.net. Hey, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button on your podcast app. This will ensure you won't miss a single episode. Until next time.